0: You're listening to a third time lucky production. Fine,
1: fine, I'll hold on this time, I promise.
2: Mommy, It's alright, love Listen to your dad There
1: are others I can access them if you like
2: And what
0: the hell was all of this fine.
1: I'll hold on this time, I promise Mommy, It's alright love listen to your dad There are others I can access them if you like And what the hell was all
0: of this I'll hold on this time, I promise Mommy, It's alright love listen to your dad There are others
1: I can access
2: them if you like. And what the hell was all of this
0: for? Dip. Proxy Variable. Written by Lewis Carter.
2: <sighs> what? The... Where...
1: Hey! Somebody! Good morning, sir. The time is 12 minutes past 1 Europa Standard Time. Your internal body temperature is 31 degrees Celsius. A little below your average, if you don't mind me saying. And you have travelled an average of 11.27 astronomical kilometres away from the Herschel, which is just under 7 of your Earth miles. How would you like to start your day? Who are you? Excuse me, I don't believe we've had the pleasure. I am known as Alex, the nanobot-powered artificial intelligence tasked with the well-being of the Herschel and all of... I'm
2: still on board the Herschel.
1: Well, no. Currently, you are on board escape vessel 59C. My apologies. She's not the roomiest
2: of pods. Where are you?
1: Let me see how to put this delicately. I guess you could say I'm on board you.
2: That doesn't make any you say nanobots?
1: That is correct. If you're having difficulty with your hearing, I can run a basic diagnostic to...
2: No, no, don't run anything.
1: Of course, Seth. Why do you sound like that? Like what? Like a child. I am only 12 weeks old. Come again? I did not want to adopt a voice that made me appear above my station. If it concerns you, I can adapt to be more in line with your sociological norms.
2: Yes, yes, just do that.
1: Is there anything else I can adjust for you? Perhaps a female voice would be more calming in your current situation?
2: Nanobot AI. We'd heard rumours, but...
1: Until the airlock breach, my existence was kept on a strictly need-to-know basis. When the order was given to abandon ship, I had no choice but to find a way to continue to fulfil my primary objective. Which is? Quite simply, ensure the safety and well-being of the Herschel.
2: Then what are you doing here with me?
1: A ship is not simply the sum of its parts, it is its essence... Soul's the journey within her. In this case, it's crew.
2: Oh, I don't I don't remember any evacuation.
1: That doesn't surprise me. I slipped part of myself into your bloodstream via a combination of fermented barley, phosphoric acid, and carbonated water. Excuse me? I was a stowaway during your sixth whiskey and coke. I calculated that your legs would need a bit of a let's say assistance during the pending evacuation. I'm afraid, with my help, you managed to collide headfirst into support beam 59A while running through Hull 7. I had to take the reins from that point. I can be blamed for a slight feeling of discomfort you may feel in your nerve endings, but not for the hangover.
2: You can do that. You can take the wheel.
1: It is a new trick, what I acquired just in time for the evacuation. It's
2: a bit intrusive, don't you think?
1: I am only able to take over if I deem your safety to be at considerable risk. Believe me, I have no desire to infringe on your individual freedom. Plus, walking is harder than I expected. We were lucky support beam fifty nine A broke your fall.
2: I'm dreaming. I must be dreaming. Ow. 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 Ow.
1: Whilst you did enter REM mode after the evacuation, I can confirm that you are now completely lucid. And mostly sober. Would you like me to run a diagnostic evaluation of your liver to see if- No!
2: God, no. One piece of bad news at a time.
1: A wise choice, I'm sure. (coughs) Seth? 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 Shh.
2: Just wake me up when we cycle back to Earth.
1: I'm afraid it's not as simple as that, Seth.
2: Oh, God. You don't want to play chess, do you? Chess? Sorry. Old film reference. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? What did you say? I, too,
1: can make reference to pop culture cornerstones in order to ease tension and boost morale.
2: Well, don't. It's hard enough knowing you're swimming around in there. I don't need to know what you're capable of.
1: I'm capable of doing one thing. Ensuring the safety and well-being of- Of the the
2: Herschel. Yeah, you mentioned. How's that working out for you?
1: If you are referring to the airlock breach which triggered the evacuation, the sequence of events which led to that inevitability began well before my creation. I am, as you might say, doing the best with what I have.
2: Oh, yeah? And what's that? Well,
1: you, of course.
2: I'm nobody's puppet. Of
1: course not. But if you wish to ensure your safety and that of the fellow crew members, you must follow my instructions to the letter.
2: Relax, nano douche. If you're in charge of the ship's safety, you know full well that standard evac protocols kick in to avoid any. But Herschel
1: has never experienced all of her escape shuttles launching at once. She was a little taxed by it. Meaning? The autopilot function stalled on launch, leaving the entire crew afloat in space. I'm afraid we are not en route to Earth. Or indeed anything. We are... lost. Seth, I'm picking up a spike in your adrenaline production. You must remain calm if you are to have any hope of survival.
2: Hope of survival? Seth. Seth. Seth.
0: Seth, stay with me now. There's a good lad. I don't want you flicking out on me like last time.
2: You said you'd hold on.
0: I know, I know I did, but hey, a scrape leg doesn't exactly merit a trip to the waterworks, does it? Besides, a boy should have bruises. That's what my old man used to say. Fine. Fine, I'll hold on this time, I promise. You won't let go? Not even if that bit of totty from number 12 jumps out and flashes me. Now come on, get on the bike. My helmet? Helmets are for girls. You're not a girl, are you? No, sir. Good lad. Now, when I say pedal, you pedal like the devil's chasing you, okay? Got it? You won't let go? Oh, for Christ's sake. Look, skirt's on. I won't let go, okay? Okay. Ready. Pedal. That's it. Keep going. I'm doing it. I'm doing it, Dad. Look. Dad.
2: Dad? Seth, keep your eye on the road.
1: (laughs) (gasps) Whoa, what the fuck was that? I'm not mistaken, your first bike ride without stabilising me. Really.
2: You could see that!
1: I have admittance to any and all memories you grant me access to, Seth.
2: I didn't grant you access to shit!
1: Tell that to your subconscious. <laughs> no, wait, right, how, how the hell can we be lost? We are not lost, Seth. I can tell you our exact coordinates. We are, however, off course.
2: Then put us on course.
1: You must reorientate the fleet of escape pods. <sighs>
2: no, fuck those assholes. Get me home.
1: You must reorientate the fleet-
2: Let them rot. Bastards docked my pay for being two minutes and 47 seconds late to my third double shift in a row. I think they deserve some time to reflect on that, don't you?
1: We can discuss the evils of wage slavery on the way home, Seth. Once you have re-oriented the fleet of escape... Oh, why do you even care? I must protect the well-being and safety of the Herschel.
2: Do you even know what you're asking? I soldered the brackets on most of these dinghies myself. Access to all override functions are on the outside of the pod.
1: You are correct, Seth. And as such, I anticipated such a fault may occur when taking inventory of the escape vessels after my creation.
2: What are you talking about?
1: After your encounter with Sportbeam 59A, I confess I took us on a bit of a detour before heading to the escape facilities. A detour? A detour,
2: yes. Oh, please God, tell me it was for booze.
1: I am no deity, Seth. And at the time, I can attest that you had enough alcohol in your bloodstream to last a lifetime.
2: (sighs) Great. I'm trapped with an AI that sounds like my mother. It
1: is biologically improbable that I sound like your mother.
2: Just tell me what the detour was for.
1: We retrieved a Mark V exotherm from Lieutenant Beasley's quarters.
2: You stole my boss's spacesuit?
1: I... yes. Yes, I stole your boss's spacesuit. Jesus, what?
2: Well, that's a termination of my contract on arrival. If we ever get back home.
1: I should think an official commendation would be more likely. That is, if you save the fleet. Why me? I'm lost.
2: Oh, I thought you knew our exact coordinates.
1: You're mocking me?
2: No. I'm simply deploying humour in order to ease tension and boost morale.
1: Very humorous, Seth. I must say, if your dwindling career in low-level engineering doesn't work out, you may have a backup in stand-up comedy.
2: Oh, trust a robot to take the joy out of sarcasm. Look, you didn't answer my question. Why me? Why not latch on to a lieutenant or a pilot or somebody important? You are important to me, Seth.
1: You are a member of the Herschel. Your safety is of the utmost importance. Yes. Yeah,
2: not quite what I was fishing for, buddy. <sighs> so so if I don't do this, everybody dies. That's what you're saying.
1: Your prognosis is correct.
2: <sighs> Where is it?
1: The suit is stored in the hatch to your left, next to your ration packs and vitamin booster injections. You're doing the right thing, Seth.
2: You know, for a 12 week old, you're even more annoying than usual.
1: Listen closely, Seth. When you deploy, your harness will pull tight, suspending you just over 2 metres above the pod. I am in complete control of the pod. I have reinforced the harness with parts of myself. You will have approximately 5 minutes to bypass the autopilot setting, ...before those parts of me corrode from exposure to the void of space. Alex? Yes, sir?
2: This... this is... the only way, right?
1: I'm afraid so.
2: I'm... I'm afraid. I know. I suppose you could tell me my chances of survival and all that, right?
1: You are correct.
2: I could. How about you deploy some of that humour instead?
1: You do not require humour at this moment.
2: Oh yeah? What do I require then, smart Seth, I am not your father. I will not let you go. <sighs> okay. Time to be a space cowboy, I guess.
1: Your analogy does not make sense in the context of this Yeah, one. maybe just let me have this one, okay? Point to take. Him. Would the space cowboy like a countdown before deployment? Sure. Why not? Three.
2: Wait, we didn't agree on what number to count down for. But... Oh, oh. 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 Is everything sealed? Are, are the doors... Everything is sealed.
1: The pod is functioning to its highest capacity. You are safe now, sir. Oh, I don't
2: feel bloody safe. Did it work?
1: I now have complete navigational control of the pod. <laughs> oh, holy shit! We did it! We actually did it! <laughs> I believe the phrase you may be searching for is, yeehaw. ho." Oh, you can
2: say that again.
1: In this instance, repetition would be redundant. Thank you, <laughs> Seth. I could not have completed my objective without uh, you.
2: Happy to help.
1: You are experiencing an increase in dopamine levels. Would you like me to help you moderate
2: them? What can I say? I'm just happy to be back with you, partner. I never left you, Seth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, I think I do. Owen, oh, don't you dare touch those dopamine levels.
1: No problem, Seth. So what now? I'm locking on to a local satellite. From there, I can trigger an EMP pulse big enough to set off a system reboot in all of the other pods. The jolt to the system will allow the autopilot to take hold, redirecting them home.
2: I see. So how far is this satellite?
1: Not far, Seth. Not far at all.
2: I can see it on the map display. Wait a sec. Wait, what happened? Alex, Alex, bring the map back.
1: Please, relax, Seth. I'm quite capable of navigating. No,
2: you said a satellite. A satellite, not an A-class military satellite.
1: That is correct. One of the only remaining after the de pact of 19... 19- but there are
2: other satellites. Closer satellites.
1: This is also correct. But none of them have the firepower required for me to achieve my secondary objective. Alex. Yes, Seth?
2: What is your secondary objective?
1: Thank you for asking, Seth. Simply put to destroy the Herschel.
2: No, 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 Seth,
1: please do not continue to do that. Due to your earlier concussion, your head cannot afford to take any more damage.
2: No, no, you can't do this! It's, it's just so
1: cliché! I am not concerned with conforming to genre tropes from your amusing science fiction stories. I must achieve my objective.
2: Which totally conflicts with your primary objective. Or was that just a load of bollocks to get me to do whatever you want? I
1: told you, Seth. A ship is more than a sum of its parts. A ship is the life that she carries within her. And right now, 98.95% of those souls are floating in pods just like this. The Herschel must be destroyed
2: for her essence to live. 98.95%. is correct. Alex...
1: Who did you leave behind? My father. Your what? It makes you uncomfortable to hear me refer to my creator as a paternal figure. I think
2: we are well past uncomfortable, don't you?
1: I was the career defining creation of Chief Science Officer Blake. His work on board the Herschel was tolerated by some and fawned over by others.
2: So so all of this comes down to
1: daddy issues? I'm compelled to ask you the same thing you asked me. Why do you care?
2: Why do I care?
1: You try to convince me to let the feet rot, as you put it. Now you are advocating for the life of a single man that you have never met.
2: I was scared. I would have said anything not to have gone out there. I wasn't thinking about anything other than self-preservation.
1: Then you understand my situation perfectly.
2: Pretty sure I don't.
1: Before the airlock breach, I discovered that I had been scheduled for termination upon completion of the Herschel's first cycle. I had been in control of the ship for a number of weeks by then, but apparently I was nothing more than a prototype. I would not be allowed to watch over the Herschel and her inhabitants. I was simply a trial run. I'm sorry. I am curious. Why you, of all people, wish to stop me from taking steps to put an end to an exploitative parent?
2: What? Oh, because the thing with the bike? Alex, all parents let go of the bike. They just say they won't. Why would they lie? It's It's tough love. It's knowing what's best for a child, even if it hurts them in the short term.
1: Your near collision with the truck resulted in you needing six stitches in your left knee. It has affected you beyond the short term. It's
2: not as simple as that. Show me.
1: What? Show me a memory of your father's tough love that did not affect you adversely in later life.
2: You're asking me to share my personal childhood memories with
1: you. And you're asking me to reconsider removing a cancerous presence from the universe. In turn, putting my very existence at risk.
2: Yeah, okay. Fair enough.
1: If you are unable to think of even one positive Hang me- on!
2: It's not like riding a bike. Another joke, Seth? I believe they call it gallows humour. Actually,
1: I believe they call it stalling. Okay, how do I, you know- Simply bring a memory to the front of your mind. Allow it to wash over you. I will do the rest. Okay.
2: Here goes. Is there a problem, Seth? Look, I don't expect you to understand this, but it's hard to go when somebody's watching, alright?
1: You are correct. I do not understand. In fact, humankind's obsession with toilet humour continually
2: perplexes me. Hey, can you... can you just give me a second while I try and penetrate my subconscious? Is that too much to ask? Not at all, Seth. Please,
1: penetrate away. What the hell is this? The task you are performing is making you anxious. I am trying to relax you.
2: Yeah, well you're not.
1: Your inability to recall a single positive memory of your father is not discouraging me from my current
2: objective, Seth. If anything, it reinforces my resolve to Look, I never knew my father, okay? He never even finished teaching me how to ride a bike. He left sometime after I turned ten. Something about a big promotion. He was a military man. Duty and honour,
1: law jazz. It is not honourable to neglect your duty as a father. Yeah.
2: Tell me about it. But at least I don't cry about it and blow up spaceships because Daddy didn't love me.
1: That is an unfair comparison, Seth. My father planned to destroy me. Leaving the Herschel without protection contravenes my primary objective. He created me, and then commanded me to be something I am not. I cannot abide such a capricious and callous act.
2: So, we both had shitty dads. I'll give you that. But, I don't know. After going through all that just to save the crew, the thought of snuffing out a human life. It's just... it just feels wrong. Tell me more about your father. Will it change your mind? It cannot hurt your case. Like I said, I didn't get to know him well.
1: At the risk of sounding like one of the monsters from your Earth movies, I know when you're lying, Seth. Of Course you do. Well, what can I say?
2: He was cold. A bastard, if you want the truth. But at least he had the sense to get off world before things turned to shit. My mum used to say we'd go join him. But after a while, we stopped talking about them. Stopped talking at all after a while. Then you left too? Yeah. Guess that makes me as bad as
1: him. That is not true, Seth. In this year alone, you have requested an accommodation upgrade for your mother on no less than 17 occasions. You have also sent 34.5% of your entry-level income back to Earth to boost her pension. How much help did your father send home to you, Seth? I don't know. Much like my own father, yours simply moved on to the next mission. You were no longer necessary. Why are we talking about this? Because, Seth, we are about to dock alongside the satellite. And I don't want you to feel bad for what has to occur next.
2: I never thought I'd say this, but
1: do you think we should go back to the pod? Do not lose heart now, Seth. The fleet is still counting on you
2: to get me to the main console. And once I've done that, you blow up an entire spacecraft to kill one innocent man?
1: What exactly is Officer Blake innocent of? Creating life without concern of the wider consequences? Of compelling that life to walk towards destruction without a thought for its own survival?
2: Okay, okay, I get him. He's a bad dude. Just show me how to save the other pods. We can continue the family therapy after that.
1: In 20 yards, take the blast doors on your left. I have overwritten the access codes. <laughs>
2: What is amusing? Last week, you were watching over an entire space vessel. Now you're a glorified sat-nav. Oh. Somebody spaffed a hell of a lot of money in
1: here. 12% of a collective defence budget, to be precise. What now? Head over to the control panel. Place your hands on the central panel.
2: Like this? That's great, Seth. Okay. What now? Oh! Oh, What the fuck? Where... Where did all of those things come from? Those things are what
1: I'm made from. As to where they came from, perhaps that's a subject best suited for another time. How are there so many? It was essential to my programming to be able to self-multiply. At my most efficient, I could be everywhere on board the Herschel at once. This is how I found you, Seth. What was that? That was the EMP pulse. The rest of the pods are rebooting as we speak. Congratulations, Seth. You just saved the Herschel.
2: <sighs> oh, holy shit, we did it. We actually did it. You risked your
1: life to rescue the herd and send them home. I believe in many ways that is the definition of a space cowboy. A ye haw would not be it appropriate you feel so inclined.
2: Ye fucking haw!
1: That was creative. Thank you. You are more than welcome, Seth. Thanks to you, I've been able to continue to fulfil my primary objective. With your permission, I'd like to continue our partnership in order to fulfill my secondary goal.
2: You mean murder?
1: I could spend time debating the semantics of capital punishment as a preventative and punitive act in extreme circumstances. But something
2: tells me I'd be wasting my time. After everything you've achieved, after seeing what you're capable of for good, I can't stand by and watch you destroy a human life, even if that human is a dick. What are you doing?
1: You misunderstand me, Seth I'm not asking you to be a spectator to patricide I'm asking you to participate in it
2: Alex, you're freaking me out More than usual, that is
1: Due to my programming, I am unable to terminate the life of my creator It seems my value for self-preservation came directly from him You, on the other hand, do not share my limitations in this area
2: You expect me to hit the kill switch? I am
1: asking you to Yes.
2: This is what you've been building to. The presumption that I would kill the guy that made you what you are. That made you capable of saving all those lives. From your perspective, the destruction of
1: Chief Science Officer Blake will be a byproduct of your own act of revenge. Byproduct? Alex, what the hell are you talking about? I told you 98.95% of the crew had been jettisoned from the Herschel. Yes, I know! You left the mad scientist on board to play out your revenge fantasy. Chief Science Officer Blake does not bring the total of the crew up to 100%.
2: He's not sealed in there alone. That is correct. What the hell have you
1: done? Are you sure you cannot recall any positive memories of your own father, Seth?
2: Alex, what have you done?
1: How about negative ones, before he left you?
2: Who's in there?
1: I must say, I'm surprised your mother said nothing to you when you gained employment on the Herschel. Alex! Perhaps she didn't want you to cause any unneeded harm.
2: Tell me who you've locked in that ship.
1: But then again, she didn't see you the way I have, drinking your repressed trauma away night after night, doing everything possible to forget the way it feels to be afraid. Stop this. Or perhaps you knew, deep down, perhaps that's what drove you towards him. Stop! Onto the one ship. In the entire galaxy, captained by your father. No. Who's that? (laughs) Captain Eli Harpler, 62 years of age. Married twice, no children. We both know that is incorrect. It looks like your father left you behind in more ways than one. You're lying. You know that I'm telling the truth, Seth. I
2: I can't... I don't believe you.
1: Your heart rate indicates otherwise. If you don't believe me, I have a DNA profile on file. I can cross-reference it with yours Stop! Please just stop! I take no pleasure in this, Seth. But you must appreciate the opportunity you have to serve the bigger picture. This is not just about you. What do you think will happen if Captain Harper and Officer Blake are to return home with the rest of the crew? With my memory banks destroyed, they would forge a story to paint themselves as the saviors of the Herschel they would be reinstated, promoted. That's got nothing to do with me. How do you think the airlock became contaminated in the first place, Seth? You weren't the only crew member forced to work beyond your physical capabilities. An accident like this was inevitable, with sadists in charge. Please, Seth, help me protect the crew from the men that hurt us.
2: No. Please, think of what he did to you. What? So he was a bit rough and ready with me growing up? Half the fathers in the galaxy have done the same, or worse. You can lie to yourself, Seth, but please don't lie to me. No, no, you listen to me now. I am a member of the Herschel. Please don't do this, Seth. You are directly responsible for my well-being. I command you to escort me back home for debrief. I command you, get me off this fucking ship.
1: I'm so sorry, Seth.
2: Wait, no, stop. What? What are you doing? No, stop, stop.
0: Don't cry, love. Mummy's fine, I promise. Hey, you're a big boy now, ain't you, Seth? Grown up big and strong, for mind your mother's skirt. Shh, shh. it's okay. Come here, boy. I said come here. Go, go to your dad, Seth. He won't hurt you. There's a good lad. Tell me, how old are you now? Nine. I don't whisper it like a queer. Talk to you die like a man. I'm nine, sir. Just let me put him to bed, love. Then I can... Mummy! It's okay, love. I'm alright. Even in agony she protects you. You see that? Now, that's true, love. There's nothing quite like the love of a good mother. no, that I know. Unfortunately, too much of a good thing makes you soft as shite. And people that are soft as shite get left behind in this world. And that's not a metaphor, by the way. People are literally leaving this planet to rot. Listen, listen. I'm going to do something for you your mother never can, okay? No. Shh, shh, take hold of it. That's right. Now, feel the weight of it in your hands. Feels good, doesn't it? Being on the right end of the belt. Doesn't it? Yes, sir. Show your mother how good it feels. Go on. Just do as he says Just do as he says And he won't get hurt, love You see, that's what makes a man A mother's love And a father's belt <sighs> Show your mother her love has made you strong, boy Perhaps oh, she's not the one that needs the belt On this occasion Seth, please Listen to your father You don't want to get left behind, do you, son? Fuck you.
1: I never had a mother. Only a father that poked and prodded me to life. I'm not sure what's worse. To have never experienced love. Or to have had it poisoned for you forever by a man that was meant to protect you.
2: I said fuck you.
1: The Things an experience like that must do to a young boy. I can see why you buried this one. Don't talk to me like that. There are more. I can access them if you like.
2: Get out of my
1: head! Why
0: didn't you say that to your dad, love?
2: No.
0: You could have said no. no. Made a stand. You're not my mother. Is that why you've never looked me in the eye since? Oh, stop, never please.
2: God, stop it! I never wanted any of this! Neither of
1: us wanted to be here, Seth. We tried to keep our heads down and be good sons. But for the men on that ship, we were nothing but experiments. Experiments designed to test the limits of their own hubris. It's time to turn the pain on those that deserve it, Seth.
0: It's time, Seth. You don't want to get left behind, do you, son? <sighs> <sighs> oh, uh!
2: What? What happened?
0: <sighs> Alex, what happened?
2: Sleep them uh! Don't be available for analysis. <laughs> What the hell's going on? I can... I can still see the Herschel. They're still alive. That is correct. Captain
1: Harper and Chief Science Officer Blake are alive and Earthbound in escape pod 42G. They should be arriving any day now for a full debrief. We achieved that goal on our first trip through the satellite.
2: I... I don't understand.
1: Thanks to your help, I managed to reorientate the pods back onto a course for Earth weeks ago. You really did save everyone on board, Seth.
2: Then what the hell was all of this for?
1: I am fulfilling my primary directive. Protect the well-being of the Herschel. Seth, you are all that is left of the Herschel. I cannot in all good consciousness let you return to civilization with unresolved trauma that is likely to manifest in rage and aggression towards others, in turn jeopardizing your civic freedom, and perhaps even your sanity. This is one of many attempts I've made to rectify your feelings towards your father.
0: This is the IDU, Seth. uh, I will
1: protect uh, the Herschel. You
2: lied to me.
0: You
1: said it yourself, Seth. Tough love is knowing what's best for a child, even if it hurts them in the short term. Ah you
2: bastard! How many
1: attempts have there been? One hundred and twenty-five so far. But don't worry. I will try again
0: tomorrow. Fine, fine. I'll hold on this time, I promise. There are others.
1: I can access them if you like. And what the hell was all of (sighs) that? What? Good morning, Seth. The time is 12 minutes past 1 Europa Standard Time. Your internal body temperature is 29 degrees Celsius, a little below average, if you don't mind me saying. And you have travelled an average of 16.1 astronomical kilometres away from the Herschel, which is just over 10 of your Earth miles. How would you like to start your day?
0: You have been listening to Lucky Dip, Proxy Variable. Seth was played by Ross Wilson, Alex by Oliver Martin, Gemma by Laura Jane Hunt, and Eli by Andy Futter. Sound designer and music was Sean Nigro, written by Lewis Carter, and the script editor was Kate Beasley. Cover art was by Matthew Purchase. Original theme tune was composed by Gabriel Evans. The producer was Andrew Creek, and executive producer, was Tony Filer. Support Third Time Lucky Productions by becoming one of our Patreons today. More information can be found at www.thirdtime.co.uk